Hello and a big warm welcome to you. Today I am so delighted to be talking to Titi. And Titi, I know we've known each other for many years, but I suddenly realized just before we started speaking, I do not know how to pronounce your surname. So welcome Titi and would you be willing to tell us how you pronounce your surname as well? <laughs> Ah, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Mm, I'm so delighted and happy and warm to be talking to you this evening. My, my this evening, you're this morning. And I know what we have. You had for a title you wanted to talk about aware parenting. When you feel the least aware, in brackets, coming, coming back to the body. Um, I would love to start off with asking why, what called you to, to want to speak about that as well as many other things, but what, what, why are you so passionate about that? What's, why is it important to you? Yeah, when I found Aware Parenting, it really resonated with me. So somehow there was a connection with my body there happening. I really knew that. I want to learn this, and this is the way I want to be with my children. And then I also learned about mm, your way of using emotional sticks. And I noticed how when I apply something like emotional sticks, even to something as beautiful as aware parenting, which is about connection, it eventually leads to disconnection. And I did that a lot. I really wanted to get aware parenting from my mind, get it all right, work out all the control patterns, work out all my wounds. Um, and noticing those things Along the journey of coming back to my body, I've, I've really changed that way of coming um, about aware parenting. Mm, wow. <laughs> and, and for anyone who's not familiar with my term, I talk about emotional sticks. So those being things like guilt and judgment and all the things from the, the domination or colonial culture that most of us grew up with and we still most of us still live within and yeah I so hear you on that that initial starting place and using all those and I, I so so resonate with we're starting off in that way too it's such a paradox isn't it that we're aiming to do something that's very new paradigm but of course our our old conditioning shows up in so we end up trying to do it from within the old <laughs> the old ways yeah. So do you want to share a little bit about that journey? So how, how long ago did we first meet? I found out about aware parenting when my son was about two months old. He was born in 2013. And I think I found your work pretty soon after that. Wow. So it's like... More, more than six years coming up for seven years now yeah amazing 
So you want to share a little bit more about that, about that starting off with the, the sticks and, and the, the realizing that actually using sticks, even though you're, you're aiming to use aware parenting actually led to disconnection and, you know, and that journey to really embodying this work rather than doing it from a thinky shoddy kind of a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That thinky shoddy way was how I really started and read everything I could read about this. And I know that I found out about what we in aware parenting call crying in arms. It really resonated with me. Um, and I remember almost even I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's not far from the truth. Almost reading the book and, and like, yeah, you should look the baby in the eyes. Okay, so I do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and really being worried about not being able to get it right. And I really remember my first session with you and your words about how I get an invitation from you to trust the process between me and my son. And that's where it started slowly to shift. Hmm. And really this, um, how it's, it's not at all how I used to operate myself. I also remember sessions with you and you were asking me, so how are you feeling about it? I was like, I hear your question and I'm not, I'm not even sure it was so much fear about going into my feelings as almost even not knowing how to at all. I was not used to do that at all. And also really striving for uh, figuring it out and being a bit bothered even by your question. Like, why does it matter what I'm feeling? I want to know what are the tools that I can use and how do I do this? And how do I sort this out and get this right? Yeah. Uh, so I remember, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I remember you used, you used to have your questions and you used to, uh, you used to have the, what you wanted to know, you wanted to understand. And I, you know, I also really value our minds are wonderful things and they do need information, understanding. And, and I really want to honor, you know, having known you over these years and to actually in your presence we haven't been on a video call for a long time to actually see and feel the the journey that you've been on and how different you are in your body from how you were back then and that invitation of of aware parenting and all the other things that you that you have um learned and taken on in in your journey i really want to acknowledge you and i i so see <laughs> you, I see you, I see you. Thank you, and, then, and I'm also glad, I was also just about to say how it was really valuable to do it that way. Hmm. I, the way from where I came and how my life had unfolded, it was really beautiful to go through the books and to have done that reading and, and integrate that now into the body mm. do you want to do you want to share us a little snapshot and maybe we you know we've got all the the intervening years as well but in terms of now like you have two children now so in terms of when you think about aware parenting or you think about being with them whether that's connecting doing attachment play listening to feelings finding ways to get everyone's needs met what what 
you want to share a little bit about how you are with that now? Well, I would say that there is still a really strong tendency to go down that road that we were just talking about. And um, the, the emotional sticks? Emotional sticks and wanting to find it, especially wanting to figure it out and correct things that are wrong. <laughs> In inverted commas, yes. <laughs> Which biggest difference how nowadays um, I, I really can even find places where there's so much love and appreciation for the disconnection or the control patterns that are in place in the moment something that before got me into a place of a lot of fear and that's another thing that I find is very different now. I'm noticing all these thoughts that are coming when something is going on and how when they are fear about the future, I can, I can notice that and I can decide to use what you call loving limits with those thoughts and, and just drop back into my body and trusting that everything is is beautiful the way it is so i come from instead of wanting to change whatever state my children are in because i'm not comfortable with this because i'm really scared about what this means in the future and i'm, I'm really even talking about this tensing my body mm. to, hmm. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm noticing within my body and there's nothing that needs to change. And then allowing whatever wants to unfold between us, me as a mother and my, my children in that moment and really allow that what we talk about in our parenting natural healing mechanism happen for them, for me, and for our relationship. <sighs> so I really hear in that, and I notice myself sighing, is the, the, the really deep sense of trust in that, actually in the process of you coming back to yourself and your body sense and what you're aware of and what you're noticing. There's this trust in in your children and in yourself and in what comes through through the connection through simply connecting yeah sounds mm, a lot more um and i and i hear the sigh as well like the, <laughs> the relief of, of the trust and the simplicity of that in a way rather than the complexity of trying to you know to should yourself or try to get something in inverted commas right thinking there's a wrong or a right all of that is, is a very different experience isn't it yeah and then to really trust my children mm. and what they are doing and that this is not something that i need to correct yeah mm. do you do you notice 
over the years since because the past few years you have been very focused on the embodiment work and um, have you noticed in your children as well different responses from then as you have shifted more from the more the more thinky and more sticky ways to the more embodied connection focus yeah i mean first of all i'm just noticing again and again because i also keep forgetting what mm. i'm saying now again and again <laughs> yeah that every time that i remember <laughs> when i do come back to my body i can see how uh, like I said, everything just unfolds in a very beautiful way. And when I connect to myself, I can connect to them and they can connect to themselves. And we come back to this natural state of cooperation and compassion and, and uh, connection. So of course that's, that's one thing. Uh, and Another thing that just came to mind that has happened a lot lately is that when I do go into those, uh, because I do very often, and that is what I want, that's why the title of, of this conversation is what it is. And when I do go to those places where I can't find that expanded awareness in my body, um, for some reason, I don't remember when it happened, but my son, uh, um, he, he said to me once, maybe mom, if I remind you in those moments that you really love me. And I said, yes, that, that, that can be very helpful. And if you're willing, you can also ask me what I'm noticing in my body. Uh -huh. <laughs> I started doing this. I, of course, started worrying, thinking, oh, no, now he's taking responsibility. <laughs> and, you know, all those things happened in yes. my mind. Yes. But what is going on now a lot is actually this. Uh, when my children notice that I, I lose connection with my body and I go into harshness um, or disconnection in, in some shape or form, they ask me, mom, what are you noticing in your body? And when I do start to then mention, I'm just starting to mention what's going on in my body, which might start out as I'm not noticing anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm clenching my teeth. And, and then it just keeps, I keep on journeying into my body and I keep saying these things. I can just notice how um, the space of me dropping and them dropping is happening. I get um, a lot into these states of, of not really finding connection with myself during bedtime. That's a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. When I start to do this, because my children ask, what are you noticing in your body? And I start mentioning, we eventually fall asleep and they go like, can you please keep telling us what you're noticing oh. in your body? <laughs> wow. And, um, and with these thoughts that I mentioned that I have of how, oh no, maybe that is my son or my daughter taking on the responsibility of, of, of uh, kind of taking care of me in those moments. I, I, I some, somehow I speak to myself and, and I go like, yeah, who knows? And... <laughs> And in the end, 
I also think that one day, whether that's so or not, this will be something that they will remember when they're in a state like that. Yeah, so they're, they're really getting that very tangible experience over and over again of what the transformational impact of that practice. And, and, this, is, and this is then coming from, from me not being as an aware parent as I want to be in those moments. And, and I really find it beautiful how, to see how that can be gold for our children as well somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you say, because it's, it's helping them see how they, and that they might choose to use to do those same things for themselves. Mmm, so yummy. <laughs> I'm going to go and have a look. I remember we wrote, you wrote down some other things that you might want to talk about. I would love to... Ah, here you wrote, um, aware parenting when you feel the least aware in the middle of the mess, finding love and compassion in moments of disconnection instead of harshness or strategies to change things coming from fearful thoughts. It's really similar, isn't it? But do you want to share about the um, the finding love and, and compassion? I mean, really, it sounds to me like you really that simply happens by either just asking yourself what you're noticing. What or, did you say in the beginning? Talk about what when it comes to compassion. So, love and compassion that what supports you to come back to that in yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's also completely happening for me by noticing what's going on in my body. Mm. That's the way I, I find love and compassion. First for myself, for whatever part in me is, is not feeling love and compassion in that moment or feeling yes. something else. And, and when I get there, it's, there's, it's, it's not hard to feel it also for, for my children in those moments. Um, but yeah, it's really, that has really been a, a, an amazing journey to go from someone asking me years ago, what are you noticing in your body? What are you feeling? And I would be like, what? does that mean I can see my body <laughs> um, to now really navigating uh, life by noticing what's happening in my body do you know what I love about that is it to me it's so congruent with aware parenting is if we think about aware parenting being, you know, all those core tenets that you know, the, the more informational pieces that uh, our true nature is awareness is connection is, is compassion is, and it's, it's really the, the unmet needs, the lack of information or the, the accumulated feelings that, that simply get in the way of us being that awareness that we are. So what I love about it when I really hear you 
doing those practices it's that really is that isn't it it's like simply by by giving that loving presence to yourself and whatever's apparently getting in the way <laughs> of of the presence and the awareness you you come back to yourself as loving connection as presence as awareness and with that capacity to to offer that to your children exactly uh, because it's it would be impossible to do that using shoulds and what we call emotional sticks that's impossible um, but we but we've i've certainly tried it if you try, i've certainly okay. tried that <laughs> and, and, and there you can um or like i should say i i notice really like there's that's where I can tell how that is not working because I know the bodily felt sense of love and compassion. Yes. And I can, I can either try to force myself there and that's, that's, that doesn't take me to the bodily felt sense of love and compassion. What does take me there is exactly what you said to really welcome those inner children in me, if we want to call it that, those mm -hmm. parts in me, and what they are feeling, to feel that with them and to, to give them my presence so that they are not alone anymore. They, they know that I'm here, I'm feeling this with you. I'm not here to change this in the same way as I'm not here to change my children's state. I'm not here to change you. I'm here to just be with you. Um, and, and like you said, of course, uh, it can also be the information piece, but really like the needs and the feelings um, and how following those threads allows them to, to show me the way mm. to that expanded awareness of, of compassion and love. And doing that and noticing that in me of course also helps me understand that process and trust that that will also happen when I apply presence to whatever state my children are in mm. in the moment mm. so <laughs> such such yumminess isn't it <laughs> and again i love the the simplicity really it's 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 bringing loving presence to whatever is present isn't it <laughs> in in some really simple way <laughs> it's also so amazing to see that happen in children they mm. for them it's really mm. actually natural yes but again i really want to point out it's i uh, made my i don't know how it sounds but i'm like my this sound like oh, wow so like there's like love and presence and compassion and again uh like the portal into that is allowing whatever is not feeling love <laughs> and present and, and so i really want to underline that somehow that trying to force my way into feeling love and compassion for my children or for myself is, is, is not taking me there. And the body is, is beautifully designed in that way because mm. it shows that straight away. Yeah. Tells the truth. Yeah. <sighs>
back and have a look at the other. We're both children and parents. Can you say that first bit again? For, real, for both mm. children, but also I'm, I'm really passionate about remembering that for parents yeah. as well. Yeah. When we are, like when we speak about when children are acting in challenging ways, how we want to hmm, bring compassion to that and, and really get to know whatever information is there in that moment and, and understand what's underneath that. And it's the same thing for us mm. as parents. And, and it's, uh, I've, I've been so uh, supported by how you and also aware parenting in, in general remind me again and again that this, this is not the way I used to live. And that's what we've been speaking about. I couldn't even notice what was happening in my body. And to to remember and have compassion for myself when I can't do this, when, when, when I can't find this um, more expanded awareness. Because um. it really is, you know, my passion about looking at the culture, and I know you're pretty keen on that as well, is that really seeing that those that in this domination culture or colonized culture has been thousands of years of devaluing the body and our sensations and our intuition and our feelings and all of that and so i hear you doing is is over and over again is really reclaiming that again what i see is like a, a natural state that <laughs> that we would have and i think some indigenous cultures have as like you know the, the primacy of our body and our sensations and our feelings and our intuitions and how important that is to to um to navigate our lives with yeah and mm. and how for me it's it's not that i find that natural state and then i'm there and i live there and i flow around life there <laughs> and instead it's a continual invitation uh of loving all these different parts in me, all those moments when I'm not acting in alignment with how I want to act with my children are all the time invitations and portals back into alignment with compassion and love. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. And, and that, that then, goes of course where whatever is happening when my children are are not acting in alignment with their natural state that instead of pushing and striving to change whatever is is going on of course there can be moments where we interfere and use a, a loving limit for someone or something not to to get hurt but Beside that, there's not much uh, in my experience that I need to do at all, but to bring my presence to the situation and to my child and to witness how 
whatever challenge they are in or how their body's state knows how to harmonize itself through not pushing mm -hmm. the challenging behavior or the feelings that are coming up away. So again, it's that really deep trust, isn't it? A trust in a, a child and in an adult and in those in, in our bodies, basically, in the, in these really natural mechanisms that we're all born with. Really hear that deep trust. And again, do you know what I love is as I hear you speak, I, I think about if we think again about those three reasons often for behaviors that we may not so much enjoy in our children that need what we think what they're thinking what they're needing what they're feeling and of course all of those things are things that you're you're talking about the noticing in in yourself you know what am i telling myself needs of course communicated through body sensations that's how we know we need something is because our body communicates that and of course feelings our felt senses in the body so I, again I really love you know I'm just kind of thinking <laughs> I like thinking as you know <laughs> I like to to think about things in a in a in the way that I'm really hearing you so honoring of the body so honoring of these natural mechanisms that we all have to bring us back to uh, a sense of kind of spaciousness or equilibrium or expansiveness that that's what we're born with and, and again a, a culture that the this domination culture really trains us out of trusting that isn't it and it's often that journey back in to remembering these natural processes natural processes and and something that also comes to me now is how it's never too late to listen to a child's feeling or an adult's mm -hmm. feeling. Because in my experience, going from not even understanding the question, what are you noticing in your body, mm -hmm. to now daily reconnecting and navigating decisions and life in general with felt senses, and to notice the process that we spoke about of noticing a part in me or something that's that's coming up for me and following that thread in the body how fast and effective the process is as well when we simply witness it so i mean i started doing this when i was 30 something years old and and it's as if it's a really like the body is there knowing how to do this the whole time. Yep. <laughs> I was really scared when I couldn't notice anything in my body. I was like, oh my God, I'm so broken. I don't know how to do this. And I will need to read a few books about how to do this. <laughs> and, and it's just there the whole time. The body knows how to do this. And the process is very fast. And that mechanism from how I experience it, uh, is always there. So that is also something that has been really helpful for me in, in parenting. Mm. When I see how I can't give mm -hmm. what I would love to give to my children when it comes to all the beautiful ways of, uh, of being with children that are where parenting offers. 
to remember also that even if I can't listen to my child's feelings right now, that, that, that just find that compassion for myself and also know that this is, this is, there will always be a possibility for whatever feeling is there right now to complete at another point. Mm. Mm. Such relief, hey, from, from the, the thoughts, the judgments, the fears about the future. <laughs> such a relief again that deep trust in in our bodies they know they know what they need if the moment isn't now and if we don't have the capacity in the moment there's going to be plenty more <laughs> body's going to keep keep need to do what it wants to do mm. <laughs> i'm going to go back to your list yeah. Ah, so I know we've talked a bit about this, but you said how there is no perfect way, perfect in inverted commas, way to be an aware parent, a parent, and how much we do, even when we think we do so little in inverted commas, considering the culture we live in and come from. Yes, exactly that. There were so many moments when I I was learning about these different tools, uh, attachment play and what you call it, present time. And, and I, I couldn't do that. And I still find myself in moments when I can't do that at all. Uh, but the difference nowadays is that I don't think of myself as, as so I'm not an aware parent if I don't do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Again, choosing to not pass on judgments about what's a right way and a wrong way. And also witnessing how, how installed that is in me. Mm. And to then again, come back to compassion and remember that I, I can't change all that. Well, I shouldn't say I can't maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> to change all that overnight. Mm. And it's not even about doing that because the the process the process in and of itself is very beautiful. And I think again that my children what children witnessing me being in this process is also very valuable to see how I'm in I'm in I can be in charge. And I can choose how I want to be. And I can also choose to become aware of what is a part of me and what is not. Mm. And they are witnessing this, this, this process and this transformation from how I used to operate to how I want to operate. And again, I think that's also valuable for them to, to see mm. instead of, which can also be beautiful 
beautiful. But I mean, as opposed to just witnessing a mother that lives in love and compassion the whole time, that there is value in both, of course. Yes. But also in, in not being a perfect aware parent, being aware parent the whole time. And, yes. and then being perfect and, and laughing because that's really not how I see it anymore. Yeah. Mm, such an amazing journey, hey? <laughs> ah, let me go back and see what else you wrote down. Da, 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 da. Mm. I think we've talked about everything that you had in your notes when you when you think about parents listening and perhaps they might be newish to aware parenting perhaps they're really new to it or perhaps they're judging themselves or perhaps they have really recognize some of the things you're talking about like maybe like not not being that familiar with connecting with their body and their feelings their needs what do you what do you want to what would you love to offer <laughs> I think something that has been really important for me and that keeps being very important when it comes to connecting with me and with my body is when I come to that place and I ask myself the question or my son asks me the question of what are you noticing in your body? And I go like, oh my God, I'm not noticing anything. There's nothing, there's nothing. I'm completely disconnected. And, and to really remember and, and invite others to explore that. To again, it's like everything that shows up in our children or in ourselves, when we bring presence or curiosity to it, it will show us the way. So really when it's like, what am I noticing in my body? I can't do this. I, I don't know how to do this. I can't notice stuff in my body. How does that feel when you tell yourself that you can't notice stuff in your body? How is that impacting your body? What are you, what are you noticing when you tell yourself that? And to just start wherever we are, mm. or if it's, I'm completely disconnected, I'm, I'm numb. Mm. How does that feel? Mm. It's beautiful. How does numbness feel? Mm. And of course, um, another way when it comes to the body, I would say is also to really support the body in whatever experience is going on to really by that simply being as comfortable as possible so that what i know that you also talk about a lot so that we don't completely identify with what is going on so that we can start to see that Oh, there's a part in me feeling numbness, or there's a part in me feeling uh, worry right now, but it's not all of me. And in those moments when that's too hard, 
to reach out for support. Mm. So important, hey, to know the times where where we we need we need a, an outer person, and whether that's our child reminding us, like whether you're noticing your body, or we're needing another adult to to maybe listen. It's really important, isn't it, to know that each of us that our own moment of that. And in, but in those moments of, of, of challenge to, to actually start noticing, and you could even speak out loud. Because yeah. um, again, I remember when I, I, I tried to force myself if, if I was feeling upset when I was with my children. And I tried to, so I will breathe and I will calm myself down. So I was really not welcoming whatever yes. was stirred up in me. Yes. And I tried to force myself into compassion and calmness. <laughs> yes. Working against things. I was just making things uh, less helpful. Yes. So in a challenging situation to actually mention i'm noticing that i can't feel anything in my body right now i'm noticing that i just want to leave this house and, and just like, i'm noticing and mm. i'm noticing thoughts or emotions or bodily felt senses or i'm i'm not noticing any bodily felt senses and then and that for me has been the key to to bring curiosity which gives them presence to the experience, which then allows something to happen that I'm not even doing, yeah. which is the body showing me by me bringing curiosity and presence the way to my natural state or the more expanded awareness. Hmm. When you when you when you connect in with that expanded awareness and you think about your children when they're in that state and and that, uh, um that could be after after just being with you when you're in that state or it could be when you've connected or where you've had present time or i i know for me i used to notice it a lot with my children when they were younger maybe after they had been laughing or, or crying and that they came into that space and that really it was like the the whole room <laughs> um that there was that quality in the whole room of that of that expansion and um relaxation <laughs> and kind of just of presence of aware you know aware parenting is, is perfectly named isn't it um I don't know. Do you want to speak more to that, to the kind of, to, to noticing any similarities about those states and how, you know, where parenting is so much about, yeah, supporting our children to really live in that space more of the time. That That's my experience. I wonder if you think similarly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why it's really... <laughs> helpful to see that happen to see a child go through emotions of some kind or if it's like what you said if it's play and laughter or crying i guess for me and for some people crying and, and upset feelings can be a challenge um to see it happen 
to see a child go from tense and just this this quality of of not really being completely present to to feel that drop and to see how they relax how the way they they look and speak it's 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 almost like the first times it was almost a bit like wow what what is this this <laughs> this is another another child and um so again that is also witnessing that is also about noticing that drop in in our own bodies when we feel that our our children get there and for me it was really and i know for the father of my children too when we didn't we didn't know that this could, that this was possible or that this was a way to to find um cooperation and compassion within our family and between siblings and and all that to really see it happen uh, is is so helpful and again to also i'm remembering how i've been supported by you it was really hard for me to to with my son and i'm i, I still uh, find it hard to go from uh, him having upset feelings to actually listening through the whole process until he's through and relaxed and, and back to his center. To remember that each time we do listen a little is helpful. Mm. And if, if someone is, is listening to this and, and they are doubting this process somehow, that to also listen if we're talking about listening to crying now, so listen a little and observe. So again, not shooting ourselves into, I should listen and, oh my God, he's not getting into any natural state and I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. But yeah, take, take really small steps, listen a little and observe. Mm. And I like it in terms of you, you talking about noticing and there's a little insect. That's why I'm blowing. If you can see, <laughs> um, uh, it's so much about observation, isn't it? I, I find for me aware parenting and particularly was with, with younger children, really observing them, how they were, how, how they were showing me through their behavior, through their bodies, through their eye contact, through the tension in their muscles, through the tone of their voice. Um, you know what was going on for them and again so it's really it's it's kind of like that parallel process to what you're talking about isn't it it's, it's really um engaging our our noticing our our observing of of them and what we what we see and what we sense and what we feel when we when we connect when we touch them connect with their bodies Do, do you know one thing I think of, and I think I hope you're comfortable with me sharing this. We can always edit it afterwards. Is I remember in one of the early sessions, I think I was talking about the, you know, perhaps one day if if the, if generation after generation more and more people practice aware parenting, and there's 
more and more capacity developed really basically to stay lovingly present with a wider range of feelings that you know the way i tend to think of it is as human beings what we're designed to do which i think is more like um my perception of maybe animals which was we're just constantly moving through different states so you know and i really remember that with my children when they were babies is that you see that babies is you know one minute curious and alert and the next minute they're a bit tired and then maybe they have feelings bubbling up and it's just that that free movement and uh, and i think i i seem to remember that i i said to you i because I was wanting to give you examples of how it might be like doing meditation, how we might aim to, to simply stay present in our bodies with, with the, the, the constant move and change of what we feel. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm thinking about that, uh, which is kind of funny, almost like coming full circle to, to think about that, just basically increasing our capacity to to be with the feelings and the feeling states are sensations that move through our bodies and increasing that capacity more and more so that we have more capacity to be with our children in a wider range of those states or feelings or sensations and so that they internalize that and have and have that for themselves and for others i don't know if you ever remember me saying that but <laughs> like, oh i remember that <laughs> Again, I really, I really want to underline how exactly that I'm. I'm not expecting anymore to get to a place where my wounds are healed. (laughs) (laughs) I know that as long as I'm going to be in this body, there will probably be moments of losses and. upset feelings and weird thoughts and, <laughs> and and how it's about increasing my capacity to allow that to be there yes and when i do that for myself of course i can i can see that um, and give that same presence that i give to myself to my children mm. Mm. So not not wishing that anything different when it comes to them. Yes. And again, taking that back to ourselves. Yes. When we think, you know what? I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go away and I will not come back. And whatever comes up, mm-hmm. whatever shows up, uh, and, and we are thinking that this is not very where parent of me <laughs> to be thinking or doing or saying or acting in these ways, um that that's exactly the portal back to our natural state and that is the word parenting yes. to welcome notice and allow the natural process of coming back to more expanded awareness yum <laughs> <laughs> So I wonder if you feel called to share anything else and particularly if there's anything else that if you, you know, when we finish the call that, and I know you cannot necessarily know what that might be, but it, there might be something that you might go, oh, I wish I'd talked about this or said that. Is there anything else that's really calling you to, to speak? 
I really want to invite parents who are curious about aware parenting to remember that that's it <laughs> to call yourself an aware parent <laughs> or an aware like yeah, aware parenting uh, to be doing or whatever aware parenting uh, there's there's no specific bedtime or type of food or screen time or outdoor activity that there's or even present time or attachment play that mm -hmm. needs to be there mm -hmm. for you to be practicing aware parenting you can imagine some people breathing a sigh of relief hearing that <laughs> yeah i so often hear that from people i've just done x y and z i'm not practicing aware parenting or i'm not an aware parent as you said you know, earlier on it's yeah yeah like i've mentioned now so many times this expanded awareness which would be the same as this natural state mm -hmm. that the natural healing mechanism is is, is bringing children to mm. We can just bring that curiosity and awareness to I'm not doing present time and I haven't been doing that for three years now. <laughs> How does that feel in your body? Hmm. And to to explore in that way, that is what we're doing in aware parenting. Noticing and we're bringing awareness that there is no specific way of being or parenting that needs to be in place to be to have to be allowed to say that you're practicing <laughs> mm. love again you come back to really awareness awareness <laughs> awareness we're <aware> parenting <laughs> So I would love to hear um, what you're offering at the moment and if people don't know about you already and would like to find out more about what you offer and what you do and, and how they can learn more about you, where can they go to find you? Yeah, so they can find me on my webpage is uh, teranidhan.com um, do you want to spell that out? I will. I will also share the link, but, and I know you will too. But do you want to? Yeah. T e r a n i d h a n dot com. That was challenging for me to do in English. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> So that's that's uh, and 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 through that page they can also find my Instagram and Facebook page where I'm I'm active and I offer you know, online trainings and online sessions embodiment sessions that I'm offering. Do you want to say a little bit more about about those the 
the embodiment sessions? Yeah, so first of all, then I'm, I'm offering these online and, and what we do is exactly what I've been talking about here. Coming back to, to the body and bringing whatever is happening in our field of awareness in the moment, bringing curiosity to that, mm. to really reconnect back with our essence, our more expanded awareness and the, the natural state. And to really allow each body to do that through its unique process. So it's a support in, in reconnecting with that process, that natural process. So me asking questions to the body for the body to, to remember and reconnect back in that way with that expanded awareness. Mm. Yum. I keep saying yum so much today with you. Yum. <laughs> Yay. Mm. So anything else you want to share about what you do or anything else as we finish? I'm also, I'm also a Kundalini Yoga instructor. So I have, I have some online uh, resources for that as well. And I'm really passionate about Kundalini Yoga. Mm. Uh, that's um, a tool that works for some. It's uh, also for me, that's a tool to increase my container of of holding parts of myself mm. so it's it's just another way to use the body as we do in kundalini yoga with different breathing techniques and movements and sounds to tap back into the body mm. allowing it to lead <sighs> Yum. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much, Titi. Really, so appreciate you coming and talking. I've so enjoyed being in your presence and and how you bring presence to the conversation. And I'm imagining for everyone listening, I'm imagining that expanded presence for everyone just just being and hearing you speak from that place so thank you so much thank you man mm, so much love <laughs> mm.